Thank you all for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here in the Locked On Podcast Network, free and available where you find folks get your podcast. Also, the holidays are around the corner and finding the perfect gift is tricky. Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter college in the search bar to order the perfect gift package. On today's episode, ooh, that is right, we got some victory Thursday going on as MSU absolutely shoves Louisville into a locker. We talk about, well, everything that went right, some things that MSU has to work on, primarily at one position, and then to round out the show, that's right, baby, Kenneth Walker, your Big Ten running back of the year. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team... Every day. That's right, baby. Just just because the MSU football season, regular season, that is, is over, does not mean we are done talking about wins on the Locked on Spartans podcast. Welcome, everyone. That's right, to a victory Thursday as MSU takes it to the Louisville Cardinals 73-64 and, quite frankly, a game that wasn't even that close. If you take away, like, a 20-second pocket down the stretch there, but yeah, other than that, complete and total clinical you-know-what whooping by the Spartans at Breslin Center in the Big Ten ACC Challenge. But before we get into that, really quick, guys, just want to make sure uh, to ask you politely to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Yes, this is Locked on Spartans. We do this five days a week, and on tomorrow's show, we got old friend Big Ten Ben, that's right, Ben Stevens, in for a full chat, full show, Awesome talking to him. Already recorded it today. Cannot wait to drop that one. Ben's the man. Uh, We go over everything from rooting interest for this weekend to just the Big Ten season as a whole. Conference realignment. It it was just a fun conversation with him. And also just have to mention this uh, with the Spotify wrapped or unwrapped, Spotify wrapped, I think it's called, uh, drop-in at the end of the year for everyone. I just want to, from the absolute very bottom of my heart, thank everyone and anyone that has reached out and sent the screenshot of you guys saying that this is your most listened to podcast of the year with some insane numbers too. Like, oh, you listened for 5,473 minutes. Like, I, yeah, speechless, I guess, is because I, I, yeah, can't thank you guys enough for listening quite frankly and uh, also reaching out to I mean always appreciated when people reach out with with nice things to say about you you know everyone's like oh it doesn't really get to me or something no no no. it gets to me I really really take it to heart so anyone and everyone that has sent uh, your Spotify raps and locked on Spartans of all podcasts in the world is your number one listen to podcast I thank you thank you thank you thank you Thank you. You guys are all the best. So um, if I haven't gotten back to you, I I sincerely apologize. I try to get back to everyone that has sent that. Um, So, yeah, I I apologize if I have not gotten back to you, but I just cannot thank you guys enough for uh, making this an awesome year. What a year it's been. What a football season. Uh, Also going from, of course, uh, Will is absolutely part of this because, well, he was the co-host for the first eight months of the year. But also for anyone that stuck with it uh, ever since uh, I've been going solo, Cannot thank you guys enough. It's been a ton of fun. Also fun is on today's show, uh, after the game, I tweeted out, hey, give me some takes, and I'll be the judge if they are. Uh, A take that's legit or a take that might be a little over the top, let's just say. And uh, so throughout, you know, our recap of the game, I'll be interjecting some of the takes that you find people 
gave us on Twitter. And if you ever want to reach out, find me, Sheehan underscore sports, or hit me up at LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com. All right, guys, let's get into it, shall we? Like I said, Michigan State 73, Louisville 64, in a contest that really started off like a game where both teams really wanted to see who could have the craziest, laziest turnovers uh, to, to start this one, but ended up not mattering. Uh, MSU turns the ball over 19 times and still gets a pretty comfortable win against Louisville. Uh, of course, MSU's defense was incredible. They forced 16 turnovers out of Louisville, and that was, well, that was definitely started by Tyson Walker and also Marcus Bingham as well. Uh, Bingham, three blocks, two steals. Tyson Walker, four steals, one block too. Very fun. And let's just start right there with the takes. Ryan Cole tweets out, Tyson Walker scored zero points in the first half, but still had his best half of the season. Now that just sounds ridiculous uh, for a guy that scored zero points, but you know what? That is absolutely spot on. I think, yeah, that's far and beyond Tyson's best half this season. Yes, he went over three shooting. Yeah, he clanked those two free throws, but you know what? Like that's probably the most most comfortable I've seen him look in a Spartan uniform so far this season. And anytime you're walking into the locker room at halftime with six assists and three steals, uh, okay, yep, that's uh, that's gonna call it a good half. So yeah, it's nice to see Tyson. Maybe a little slower than we were thinking, like getting acclimated with this team, but no doubt about it, he is finding his footing, and we are starting to see that player that was the defensive player of the year in the CAA. And yeah, so Tyson is certainly coming along. Also, I, we got to talk Marcus Bingham. Let's just get to it right now. Uh, Marcus Bingham. Now, this is someone on Twitter whose name is just Uwe. Just Uwe is who writes in this take. Marcus Bingham, first team all Big Ten. God, I'm loving what you're selling me right now because Marcus has been awesome to start this season. But And I keep going back to this point, and I hope I'm wrong, but wow, is it a tough Big Ten once again. You got Kofi Coburn, you got Hunter Dickinson, you got Trace Jackson Davis, you got, oh, the 8'11", Zach Eady, you got Travion Williams. Like It, it is going to be a tough, tough conference for someone at the five position to get up into that first team all-conference. However... Yeah, Marcus Bingham is rocking and rolling so far this year. I've got a fun little stat for you. Uh, I'll save at the end of the segment to lead into the next one. So we're not done totally talking about Marcus yet. But yeah, um, God, he's certainly, certainly playing so well this season. Where He's coming in hot to the Big Ten season. So hey, maybe I'm, maybe I'm underselling it. Maybe he should be one of those guys I talk about when I bring up all those names. Maybe he is on that first tier, but would love to see it in conference play before I make any definitive statement that, yes, he will be first team all Big Ten. Uh, let's just talk about the freshman, too, really quick. Uh, Jaden Akins for the second game in a row, uh, just played stellar. Uh, ten points off the bench, three turnovers, but listen, he's one of five guys that have three turnovers, so I, I guess I can't be all too hard on him. And listen, he, He's active, he's looking very comfortable, night and day compared to his first uh, game against Kansas at Madison Square Garden, which we've talked about as a very intimidating debut for someone to make. Uh, and Max Christie, 3-6 shooting, uh, perfect from the free throw stripe. Once again, another guy with three turnovers, but double-digit points, 11 points. He's starting to get a little more comfortable um, as time goes on. And this is from Zach Beck, 10-10 on Twitter. His take is Jaden Akins and Max Christie make Big Ten all-freshman teams. 
And also, he adds on this, Jaden Akins ends his time at MSU as a consensus top 10 Izzo player. I absolutely love it. Top 10, that is... Mm. First of all, I'm going to agree. Akins and Christie, Big 10 all-freshman teams. Going to just, yes, agree with that. But wow. top 10. Oh, man. Do you know what? Sure. Hey, if, if I'm going to be the captain of the Jaden Aiken Express, which I start, hey, I don't want to make this about me. But however, last summer, when Jaden Aikens commits, uh, I hopped on the podcast and said, I am as excited about this commitment, if not maybe a tad more of this commitment, that I am the Imani Bates commitment. That was, of course, when things were all fine and well in the Imani Bates world. But uh, hey, here we are now. So did I have a few beers before I hopped on recording and saying that? That's not here nor there. However, I stand by that point. I've always stood by that point. So yeah, you know what? Screw it, Zach Beck 1010. I, I will say Jaden Higgins will end his time at MSU as a top 10 player. The kid's got bounce. He can shoot the ball. He can rebound. He can... Uh, typical Izzo player, but just like... <laughs> super duper energized. So yeah, I'm a huge, massive, gigantic Jaden Akins guy. So yeah, you're going to catch me agreeing with pretty much anything you say about Akins here moving forward. And of course, awesome to see him uh, really come into his own in the Bahamas. And well... First game back against another solid team. Yeah, no drop-off there. So, hey, that a baby. Woo! Uh, Malik Hall and Gabe Brown are two guys we have not gotten to yet. And uh, I, I can't tell if that's a... Yeah, I guess it is a good thing. You, you win this game by almost double digits, and we haven't even got to the captains yet. And Malik Hall, look at you. Uh, that a way to bounce back from two not-so-great games at the end of Atlantis. And, yes, I understand he had a minor injury he was dealing with as well. But when you go 6 of 8 from the floor... We have five rebounds. When you just have one turnover, which for this team in this game, very good, uh, and 15 points to go along with it off the bench, ooh, yeah, that is what I'm talking about. Uh, listen, there are some people, a lot of people had a take of this ilk. Um, and this is from Rachel Richardson, so she's going to speak for everyone here. When Malik Hall is on the floor, MSU plays their best basketball. Um, yes. I, I'm going to have to agree with that, no doubt. Um, mostly because, yes, Malik is a fine player, especially when, you know, he's engaged. There are some times throughout his career where he'll have stretches, and we saw it in Atlantis a little bit where, okay, when he goes away, like, boo, ugh, he really goes away. Like, there, there's no, like, okay game for Malik. Like, it's either dynamite or, uh-oh, where'd he go? Um, and if, if he can continue this, like, <laughs> just the aggression and knowing that he's got to be a playmaker, I absolutely 100% agree with that. And so, mostly just because of how good Malik is, and also because the alternative at the four position, which we will get to next segment, does not have MSU playing their best basketball. We'll get to him later. But uh, just really quick, uh, Rachel Richardson also writes in uh, about, yes, Mr. Julius Marble. Julius Marble will be the reason this team gets to at least the Elite Eight in March. Let's take a look at Marble's stats here really quick. Nothing too crazy, but uh, you know what? His defense mm, was was solid for today. And I think that there is some credence to that. I, I think with what MSU is going to be seen in the Big Ten. It, it is going to be very hard living in the paint in the Big Ten. For all the, the top names that I've listed earlier, 
However, that's not like really college basketball as a whole, I feel like. like A lot of other conferences don't have that loaded of big men. So when you get into that tournament and you can rely on Bingham, you can rely on Marble, hopefully you get Sissoko some comfortability. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think he is at the top of the pecking order and makes that seven, eight-man rotation by the end of the season. But just for conversation's sake, after being battle-tested by big men in the Big Ten, I hey, listen, look how MSU is doing against pretty good Power 5 co- competition lately. And UConn and Lyle, like, okay, solid. So, yeah, I'm not going to write that off for sure. Uh, okay, so I, I teased the Bingham stat that I wanted to get to, and this is from JP Mochaface, and my goodness gracious, uh, this one really had me leaning back in the chair after I read it because, well, he writes, Bingham finishes the season with more blocks than Hauser has field goals. And you're thinking, no, that can't be. Oh, my. Bingham has 22 blocks already. Hauser only has 11 field goals. And I don't know how much better it's going to get. So I I think that might be a legitimate take. I don't know whether to be fired off about that or not. Because that means incredible things for Marcus. And uh, quite the opposite for our guy Joey Hauser. Which, well, hey, I'm sorry. But we'll, we'll touch on to start next segment. But first, need to talk to you fine folks about that. That's right, guys. Omaha Steaks. What? What? God, how about just like a big box of meat for Christmas? I, name anything better than that. Whew. Guys, the holidays are around the corner and finding that perfect gift is tricky. I, oh, hand up there. I'm not a great gift giver. Sorry, everyone. Uh, Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Oh, look at that. All of a sudden, I am a great gift giver now. Look at me go. Thank you, Omaha Steaks. Go to omahasteaks.com, enter college into the search bar to order the perfect gift package for $99.99, and you'll get, sit down for this one, 24 entrees, like the world-famous bacon wrap filet mignons, chicken breast, sides, dessert, and so much more. I'm just going to read that again. Bacon wrap filet mignons. Holy smoke, that sounds incredible. Um, When you use code COLLEGE, you'll also get an additional eight Omaha Steak burgers free with your order. We've all heard the reports about shortages and shipping delays, so guys, do not wait. Order the perfect gift package today from omahasteaks.com, and you will get eight free burgers when entering the code COLLEGE. Achieve gifting greatness with Omaha Steaks. That's right, guys. Incredible flavor, incredible value, and 100% guaranteed. omahasteaks.com, keyword COLLEGE. Really quick, guys, just want to thank you for making Lockdown Spartans your first listen every single day here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, free and available where you find folks get your podcast. All right, for my next act, um, I'm going to do something that I is, is never comfortable, is never fun necessarily. Um, is it cathartic? Yeah, at times it is. But at the very end of the day, what I'm about to do is talk really just not nice or okay, however you want to call it. About a poor student athlete, a kid that's in college who's just trying his best. And, of course, you already know where I'm going with this. It is made very apparent that our guy, Joey Hauser, is... hmm. Sorry, this is bad podcasting, just leaving silent air like that. But quite, I I don't know what to say. I'm not trying to go, like, hot takey or anything like that or trying to pile on. But, hey, I got to call it how I see it. I'm a podcast host about a college sports team. I, I gotta, <laughs> I'm not gonna BS you guys and lie to you, but I've never seen it this bad with any scholarship basketball player. I listen, it's 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 not good, and I all you guys see it. 
I see it. And let's just start off with this take right now because I think it puts it quite well. Brutally honest, that's for sure. But hey, honest. The Lance man writes in, Hauser looks like he's playing a completely different game. Water polo. He looks like he's trying to play water polo. <sighs> Brutal, but spot on. I Listen, he always seems to be two steps behind, like he's running in knee-deep water. Just mentally, it seems like there's a block, like being late on entry passes, just not looking comfortable with the ball in his hands. Hey, However you want to interpret those shots in the first half where he's three, four feet behind the arc, okay, that's either shooting yourself to get hot or you're just lost all control. But, hey, I'll let you be the judge of that one. Um, because it it's uh, it's not good. And I know that we were expecting really good things out of him when he transferred here from Marquette. And you know what? You know who is still expecting good things is I listen to the Tom is a radio show. Fine program, by the way. Very wholesome. Love that show. And he actually talked about uh, Max Christie and Joey Hauser's uh, shooting uh, just mishaps, I guess, to lack for a better term. And he said, quote, uh, those shots not falling is the last thing I'm worried about. They'll start falling soon. Uh, end quote of my paraphrase there. What if we should start worrying about that? Because, yeah, like, listen, I understand that he shot 42% in his freshman year at Marquette. He had that awesome Christmas game for Michigan State last year, but since then, I went back and tabulated this, shooting 28% from three from last Christmas. At, at what point do we no longer say that the recent shooting struggles are the fluke and maybe thinking that, well, maybe that freshman year at Marquette was the fluke. Maybe maybe it is really who he is. And I, it brings me no joy to say this. I hate piling on the kid because, it, this, listen, this can't be fun for him either. Like, I, in the second half, he, he has a turnover, and I look up, and I'm like, this goes beyond basketball. Like, I feel bad right now. This is almost like piling on because something's clearly wrong here. Something is not working, and I get that maybe as I was trying to play him minutes, partly because he you has know, to get his confidence back, and that's me being benefit of the doubt. Because also, I think he's playing him this many minutes because he kind of has to. You have two guys that could play the four, ideally. You have Malik Hall. You have Joey Hauser. You also have two open scholarships that you could have used in the portal over the season to build some depth at the four position. But no, for some reason, we're just going to keep those in our pocket. Listen, I don't want to get all super negative after a great win like today, but that will be a recurring theme throughout the season, and for good reason. So... Yeah, a lot of people uh, had some takes, of course, about what's going on at the four position. Like our guy Sam Martin, who has been on the show before, great basketball mind. Uh, he writes in, Walker, Akins, Christie, Brown, Hall, Bingham, Marble are all dogs to me. So it's eight guys right there. Hoggard, Brooks, Sissoko. I'm sorry, that was really, really bad math. He named seven guys there. Hogard, Brooks, Sissoko all have roles to play depending on matchups and circumstances. Other forward on the roster, Dama Hauser, honestly needs to rebuild confidence outside of games until he proves he can play right now is not working for anyone. And it really isn't working for anyone because it, it's become detrimental to the team now. It, like, it, it, it's kind of shades of four-on-five basketball, if I'm going to be quite honest. I, listen, I, I, I feel a sick pit in my stomach with saying these things, but I'm not, once again, going to sugarcoat things or, or lie to you. You can see it all right at the start of the second half. MSU starts with an eight-point lead. And then, bang, uh, Louisville starts the second half with him in on a 9-2 run. 
He's taken out. Michigan State turns the Jets back on defensively and offensively. 20-4 to run. Game's essentially over. Like, I... I know it's a small sample size, just one game, but uh, is it, though? Like, I feel like we've seen that time and time again this season, and oh, boy. So let's talk about what else we could do with the four position, right? Because I'm sure some of you are, right, rightfully so, um, are like, well, no, we could always, like, play small ball. So this is what the small ball lineups would look like. Uh, just I, I just jotted a few lineups down really quick. So Walker at the one, Aikens at the two. The three is where it gets tricky, though, right? I, I guess you could drop Max Christie down to the three, and then Brown at the four, and Bingham or Marble at the five, or get nuts and do, like, Hogart at the one, Walker at the two, Brooks at the three, and then Brown at the four. That's where it gets hard. It, it, it gets hard when when Hall needs a blow. Okay, well, who's going to play the four if it's not going to be Hauser? Okay, well, it, it, it's going to probably be Brown. I don't necessarily think this team is comfortable putting Marble in that position. I sure, certainly not going to be Sissoko or anyone like that. So I think Brown is your only other option down there. Perhaps Pierre Brooks. And yes, he's given MSU some good minutes this year. I just don't know how sustainable that is when he's still kind of a raw player that he is. Listen, love Pierre Brooks. Awesome. I just don't think he's that ready yet to take on that responsibility of playing the four. So that's where it gets tricky. Okay, Brown slides down to the four. Who's at the three? Christie? Okay. And then if not him, who? So it's 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 uh quite the log jam. And yeah, it's 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 a little bit on the, the, the player himself, of course. I, uh, duh. But you gotta talk about the coach, the roster management. Listen, I Izzo knows more about basketball and his left pinky fingernail than I know in my whole body, but like what that two open scholarships, man. A transfer portal with I think over a thousand players were in it last year. <laughs> like we, we can't find four functioning limbs to also just bolster death. But I, hey, I digress. Um, listen, I absolutely just hate doing that. Not only just talking bad about a player, but also talking a whole segment. It's not all that positive after such a great win for Michigan State. But I, it, it is very very clear that with conference play starting next week that. This conversation might be worth having here, and I know it's on top of everyone's mind. So, yeah, thanks for bearing with me there, everyone. And, I, yeah, I mm, 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 mm. would love to be proven wrong. Would love to absolutely get these clips that I just gave out and uh, have them repurposed into an OFU. You doubted him, and now look at him. He's shooting at a 38% clip. He's doing awesome now, but, oh, boy. Sample size is getting a little too big for me to start thinking that uh, it's going to be that quick of a turnaround. Especially with how bad it's gotten. Um, you know what hasn't gotten bad, though, is Kenneth Walker's postseason awards. He got it kicked off here. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the other offensive awards for the season on the other side. But first, I need to talk to you fine folks about betonline.ag. God, voice is still shot from Saturday. All right. Bet Online has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this winter. So head to the new updated desktop or mobile website, sign up today, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKED ON, that's all one word, LOCKED ON, to receive that 50% welcome bonus from basketball to football. To NHL, to boxing, to UFC, write down your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Talking bet, bet online 
the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. One more time, that's betonline.ag, where the game starts. So let's get into some football to round things out here today. Yes, on Wednesday, uh, they announced, and by they, I mean the Big Ten Conference, of course, uh, announced their offensive uh, all-conference teams, their players of the year, quarterbacks of the year, running backs of the year, you know, all that good stuff on the offensive side of the ball. And uh, to no one's surprise whatsoever, that's right, baby, Kenneth Walker is your Big Ten running back of the year. Woo! Um, probably not much debate there for uh, all the voters. Um, yeah, because he leads the, the conference in rushing touchdowns with 18 rushing yards. He has the longest rush of the season, and quite frankly... If you just want to do the eyeball test, uh, just watch half of a game with him playing. It's very clear that he is the best running back in the conference. And, yeah, of course, I I think he's the best player in the conference. Best offensive player, certainly. But that is not how the chips fell. Of course, uh, for the fourth year in a row, the Ohio State quarterback wins the Big Ten Offensive Player of the Year award. And, uh, you know, as a lot of us thought, and Will Hunter tweeted this out too, um, it just renamed the award, the Ohio State Quarterback Award, because that's what it is. They have a high-powered offense, athletes all over the place. The goal is just not to crash that Ferrari. And C.J. Stroud, who, don't get me wrong, fine player, great player, uh, very well-deserving, he didn't crash a Ferrari, so that's going to get him that award right there. And also, just on a more real note, and I don't think a lot of people are going to enjoy hearing this, but I think there's a lot of truth to it, this award was decided on the Michigan State-Ohio State game day. Yep, very, very hard to argue, just ardently, just throwing stuff against the wall, that, oh, Walker got screwed. Well, after two weeks ago, he has six carries, 25 yards, and, oh, on the flip-flop, C.J. Stroud not just only has 432 passing yards and six touchdowns, but he does that in one half of football. So, yes, if, uh, if it sounds like I'm saying that the award was pretty much decided that day and that, well, perhaps the, the secondary of Michigan State kind of stole that award away from Kenneth Walker. I, I didn't say that. No, of course not. Um, but listen, like, like I, we talked about yesterday, I, recency bias does play a role in these awards. And, well, C.J. Stroud, when you put up the numbers like he has for the offense that Ohio State has... And, well, okay, head-to-head, probably Kenneth Walker, I'm going to assume, was runner-up to this award. I don't think they announced that. Uh, I think it was pretty much decided when the Spartans met up with the Buckeyes, and one guy uh, didn't play all too much because the beatdown was so bad because, well, the quarterback was lighting it up. So, C.J. Stroud gets the nod for that award. Um, Listen, yeah, like a, a little, like, surprising, but... Hey, listen, when I go through everything I just did, it, is it really surprising, though? I don't know. Hey, listen, I, I know you probably don't enjoy hearing this. I don't enjoy talking about it either, but, hey, you guys know me. I like to call it how I see it. So, Other awards, of course, okay, this means that Kenneth Walker got first team, uh, all Big Ten for coaches and media. Uh, the only other player to get on one of the three all-conference teams was Jaden Reed, of course, he got on the third team for both the media and the coaches' side. Now, of course, there were a slew of honorable mentions like Jarrett Horst, Matt Allen, Connor Hayward, Peyton Thorne, and Kevin Jarvis, all finding their ways onto the coaches' honorable mention all Big Ten teams. So that is where we net out with that one. Um, Peyton Thorne getting left off the list... uh, 
Yeah, hey, uh, once again, of course I, I think you should be on. This is a Michigan State podcast. I'm a slappy for our Spartans, but you look at the other names. Yes, Caden McNamara, uh, maybe not as impressive in, in a lot of people's eyes, especially you know mine as probably Peyton Thorne. However, well, you got him playing in the Big Ten Championship game. I think that is going to be tough for a lot of voters to just neglect. So he got on the third team. And Aiden O'Connell, who threw for north of 600 yards against the Spartans not too long ago, gets on the second team. So, yeah, Spartan defense kind of working uh, against us right there for that one. Um, Interested to see three guys from the offensive line make honorable mention. But then again, when they are on the short list for that offensive line of the year board nationally of the 13 finalists, hey, you know what? Maybe the year wasn't as bad as a lot of it made it seem for the offensive line. And was that all because of Kenneth Walker? Uh, not all because of it. I think we saw last game especially too, uh, especially when Michigan State was backed up at their own one-yard line. Oh, hey, that was a nice little play there. It made a hole so big you could drive a school bus through it. So, no, good showing from the offensive line. And, hey, Connor Hayward, look at you, baby. Um, making it as a tight end, even though his position this year has essentially just been just be Connor Hayward and, and go do Connor Hayward things on the field. Goes without saying that his uh, transformation over the years, especially into this new niche role that he has, has been incredible. Of course, individually for Connor Hayward, but also just for the team. Really interested to see um, how he's just remembered at Michigan State. I think he goes out on a high note. I remember a lot of people. Hand up. I'm one of those a lot of people. We're kind of like, what's going on here? Like, why? What Does he have a, a purpose on this team? Oh my goodness gracious. Uh, it's not really working out the way anyone thought it would. And then, well, it goes to the transfer portal, comes back. Mel Tucker comes in, says, no, no, no we're not going to do the running back thing anymore. And he's just been awesome. So, hand up. I, I know he's certainly probably not listening to this, but I, I sincerely apologize for the unfairness I gave to Connor Hayward because, quite frankly, when you look back, he was just not playing the correct position. <laughs> I mean, all this time. He was not thriving as a running back. Well, it's clear. It's because he's not a running back. And so shout out to Mel Tucker and not just him, but of course, Connor himself for staying the course, sticking it out and, well, learning this new position on the fly, kind of, and giving Michigan State the production that he gave him this whole season. So, yeah, I, yeah, I was very... Unfair to Connor. Um, certainly, certainly have a lot of egg in my face, eating a lot of crow, whatever cliche that you want to use. And yeah, um, Connor, if you're listening to this and if you need a, a tackling dummy to, to use, I'll sign up for it. I probably deserve a, a few licks here or there. So that's what we got for the offensive side of the ball. That concludes uh, the Big Ten Awards. Now we all just hold our breaths for Kenneth Walker making his way onto the Heisman finalist. Now, there's no set number they do. I've seen it, what, just three finalists. I've seen them bring in five finalists to the Heisman Ceremony. So sometime next week, we will see if Kenneth did enough to get his trip to New York City. Of course, I think he did. Uh, A lot of people think he did. But when you have conference championships this week, this is a last call audition for a lot of players on those teams. And obviously, Michigan State will not be able to, well, get that last bit of film in, in front of all the voters' eyes. Ballots are due on Monday, I believe, but they did get them earlier in the week. And you get some of those media reporters that just um, send their ballot in immediately when they get it. Like, they don't care about conference championships. So, hey, the more of those people, the merrier. So, yeah, we'll uh, obviously hold our breaths for that next week. As well, yeah, there's bowl selection as that will come out. So, 
All right, guys. Well, hey, that was fun. We did it. Look at us. Uh, tomorrow's show, we will be chatting with Big Ten Ben. That's right. He was the old Locked On Big Ten podcast host. Off to greener pastures ever since, but still his, his charming, charming self. So we will talk to him about just the whole Big Ten season as a whole. Take a look back. Obviously talk about our Spartans. Also look ahead to Saturday's Big Ten Championship game and where MSU's rooting interest should really be. So, yeah, it's always a good chat with uh, Big Ten Ben. Looking forward to that one. And before uh, parting, guys, just want to thank you for making Lockdown Spartans your first listen every single day here in the Lockdown Podcast Network. And make your second listen Locked on Bets. That's right, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. That's Locked on Bets, hosted by Your Boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling, free and available on all platforms. All right, guys. Hey, four days down, one to go. Let's get it popping. Go green.